Welcome to Ovi's Backstop Podcast. I'm your host, Ovi Muniz. And once again, please subscribe to my channel. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, again, covering the Major League Baseball and, of course, my favorite, the Boston Red Sox. But speaking about the Boston Red Sox, definitely was not a strong outing for them as, once again, they went ahead and lost the series against the Toronto Blue Jays. And yet... Either they're, they're off today and they'll be back on again on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as they will host the first place Tampa Bay Rays in the three-game series to see if they could come close to narrow down the gap as both those teams are four games apart with the Yankees and the Blue Jays fast-tracking and moving fast up to the standings. We're going to cover all that uh, and much more. But look at this expression right here. That's right. That is Bogart's. You know, guys are just frustrated. And what it seemed to be a good victory for Sunday's game against the Toronto Blue Jays, it just ended up as damn, a, a, a big catch-up thanks to George Springer. Uh, but some of the transactions that conspired over the weekend is Martin Perez moved to the bullpen and Tanner Hulk will be moving as a starting pitcher. Uh, that had been made. Uh, also, um, Chris Sale got the word that he will be starting pitching against the Baltimore Orioles his first game since his surgery. Um uh, He's looking sharp in the, the minor leagues. He has a great uh, rehab assignment. Uh, and, and most importantly is, can he improve from those previous years? And that is narrowing down the pitch count when it comes to five innings. Uh, because that seems to be the norm in the Boston Red Sox pitching staff. A lot of pitching, but with, with a short amount of innings. And like I said, we'll get to that. But, hey. The official it is official this Saturday against the Baltimore Orioles. Chris Sale will pitch against the Baltimore Orioles. But what's going to happen there? Um, he's going to be there. Which starting pitcher is going to move to the bullpen? Would it be Garrett Richards? Yes, Garrett Richards pitched average against Toronto. Uh, a lot better than what he has done before, but still nothing compared to that first month where or I should say the second month where he was easing through, right? Those pitches. But um it's kind of hard to say now because all the all the the negativity that's going around baseball about which directions the Red Sox are going, right? And are the writers correct? Are the Red Sox being lucky enough to be where they're at? Are they the fourth place or the fourth best AL East team? Well, we'll have to wait to be seen because, hey, every team got to have a slump somewhere, right? Nothing's ever perfect. And I'm going to tell you right now, I still have faith in the Boston Red Sox. They're, they're going to do wonders. They'll turn things around, right? But as much as we harp on them so hard of what they're doing since the All-Star break, you got to give it time. But how much time, right? And we don't want to see something like this again. When the Red Sox had the lead and our my hometown hero, George Springer, who is a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, sadly to say I'm happy for him. 
but I'm not happy with the results for the Red Sox. He hits a three-run homer that lifts the Blue Jays to a comeback win, right? And thanks again to, um, what can I say? Our closing pitching, right? Matt Barnes does it again, right? Blows two games in this series. There's some concerns there. But let's look at the Red Sox hitting real quick, okay? And there's some things that just bother me real quick. First of all, yeah, I got it. We got to start a lineup. The Red Sox had to deal with some COVID-19 issues. And, of course, things got to formulate and make best for the Red Sox, right? Uh, Hernandez, batting a 247. He went one for five with an RBI. I'm still concerned about the leadoff hitting position. That's something that the Red Sox have not improved. Renfro went 0 for 5, batting a 248. Is Renfro the guy to be batting second? You know, Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez, they kicked ass, right? Uh, Bogarts 2 for 5, Devers 2 for 4, raising up their average. Martinez is coming out that slump. He returned back in the lineup from that COVID-19 uh, protocol. He went 4 for 5. Things were going groovy, right? Plawicki doing good things. All those questionable of him trying to throw out all base runners, but he's representing with his bat going three for four. Well, Dolbach still batting the 218. He actually went two for four in this one. But the question is, in the ninth inning, when you need the bats going down one run, why would you sub Dahlbeck and put in Marwin Gonzalez? That's what I have question here with uh, Alex Cora. Why would you put Gonzalez in that situation when he's banning a 201? He is not a factor in the Red Sox batting order. Then again, look, if he got the defense, all right, so be it. But in a one-run game, knowing that Dahlbeck went two for four, why not give the guy a chance? Right, you're trying to boost that confidence for Dolback, and yet you don't let him hit where he needs to be hitting. You know, this is the guy that was hitting home runs last year, right? So why not give the guy a chance? You know, yes, he's batting a 218, but you put so many that's worse. So I don't understand that. And of course, Gonzalez went up there and he struck out. That's the first out. Okay, all right. Arauz is there, supposed to bat. He went 0 for 4. Okay, I trust Christian Vasquez. Yeah, but again, he got an out. Still batting 257. I trust him. I would have put him in there. And then you got Duran in there, with, who made the final out. Band of 196, although he had two hits in the game. Maybe he was fire, you know. But again, it's those decision makings that I'm not understanding. We don't have any clutch hitters. And then the guy that you depend on, it's not even in, not only that he's got traded for the Red Sox, but he's still injured. And that's Schauber. So what's going on? What's this, these decision makings? I don't understand. That's what's frustrating right now. You know, we're trying to find solutions and everything else. But what we keep finding ourselves is more deficiencies in that lineup. And we've been knowing these deficiencies from day one. So it's not a big surprise. But when you get to this far and you're maintaining on top of the American League East and you're holding on to a playoff spot, you got to be getting better. And at this time around, we're slumping and we're hitting rock bottom as we speak. So 
Can we turn this around? Absolutely. Because sooner or later, the best got to start swinging again. But let's also look at the pitching, okay? Garrett Richards lasted five innings pitch, gave up six hits, four runs. Three of them were earned. He's only struck out two. He His pitch counts as 86 with the ERA of 5.22, okay? What's going on with this guy? You know, I do predict that he should be in the bullpen. I do predict because of his strength. Doesn't last that long. 86, and all of a sudden, once he hit 80, he was starting to lose in control, okay? He walked one batter, got it, understandable. Um, it happens. But Richards has been this type of guy. He is not the guy that would be a reliable starter. And in that case, when Chris Sells takes over this weekend, we'll just hope that Richards gets moved to the bullpen. But then you got Taylor. And once again, this guy uh, he couldn't even get – he only got one out. Okay, struggled. Gave it up a walk, a strikeout, um, and that paid the price. So Memorial came in there. Apparently he injured himself. Only lasted two-thirds of an inning, uh, and that cost uh, two runs. And then Altavino, dude had a spectacular, spectacular pitching. You got to give him credit, being that he went one, uh, an inning and two-thirds, gave up a run and two hits. But um, listen, that's not his fault. The fault goes to Matt Barnes, okay? Matt Barnes blows the save uh, and takes the loss. Only going one third of an inning, give up two runs. Actually, he gave up a three run homer to George Springer, which his pitch location has not been great. This is the guy that so got an extension to 2023 and he can't even pitch, he can't even close games anymore. That's the biggest struggle there. Look at it, right? And then we'll keep on right here. Pavetta on. The doubleheader Saturday, the first game, pitching six innings. His pitch count was 76. So please tell me why Cora took him out of the game and put Barnes in there to get a save. Why? Let Pavetta finish. 76 pitch count. That dude didn't even sweat yet. And he only gave up one hit. Struck out five, one walk. Why? And then for Matt Barnes, first pitch and he gives up a home run and the game is over that's your ball game that is your ball game so not only that we're focusing on the batters now we need to focus on uh alex cora is he managing the game right yes we trust him he is our 2018 world series champion he managed this so well but a lot is going so wrong or is it just the frustration? Is he still facing the analytics that's presented to him? If I was him, I'll throw that analytics and just go with your gut. Go with the feeling. Go with your instincts, right? If Pavetta's pitching so good, let him. Let these pitches reach up to 100, for crying out loud. You let him do it for five innings, on close to 100 pitches. Give Pavetta the ball and let him get a complete game. Get your bullpen a rest. And that's what Pavetta did Saturday. But there goes Barnes. Barnes don't know how to locate those pitches. He wants to hang them over the plate. And that's what's going to happen. And bit him in the ass Saturday and bit him in the ass on Sunday. 
and how many times will he's gonna he's gonna get bitten to realize you know what maybe just maybe we made a mistake of giving him a contract right maybe if it wasn't a contract and waited till the offseason then we probably would have seen a sharper Barnes and that's what's I mean that's my opinion right but when every time you give somebody a contract it's like it's almost like they they get too comfortable I don't know I don't know Maybe I'm just talking smack, right? But there is some promising things going on. Ressa's got a day off today, and they're getting set to host the Tampa Bay Rays. They know what's at stake. And if they don't complete this series this, this week against the Rays and come out victorious, we might be talking about the Blue Jays and the Yankees getting ahead of the Red Sox and maybe those two teams in playoff contentions. Speaking about closing the games, I've been on Matt Barnes since July 13. He signed a contract for 2022-23 season, right? Since then, he's been 2-1 and one with five saves, okay? Then again, the rest of us haven't been winning games, all right? They've been on the losing. Gave up a loss with one pitch home run in the seven, uh, Saturday, uh, a three-run homer Sunday. It's... The way that Springer hit the ball, it was shot heard around the world, right? So the question is, is Matt Bond trustworthy to close the games? Look, I hate to say this, at least for a lot of people that are against the Red Sox, they probably want Barnes to keep pitching. But you know what? I think Barnes will 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 get together, man. I think he's pissed off. Uh, he's disappointed. He's gonna take it to the heart, and he he'll probably have a team meeting. And discussed, like, you know what? I am going back. I'm going to be sharper than ever before. We're going to make this happen. All right? So only two games in the last 11 appearances, he has at least two strikeouts. The rest has been zero to one. And that is a big concern because if you are a closer, you're supposed to be the dominant pitcher, right? In the first half, Barnes was unstoppable. And that's why he made the all-star, right? We're not getting that all-star caliber pitcher right now. And to me, I'll get a little nervous, but I'm confident that Matt Barnes will come back. He got to. He has to. There's no other way. Okay? But, hey, today the Red Sox are, are have it off. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday against Tampa Bay. And we have our probable pitchers there, Rodriguez versus Patino, Evaldi versus Yarbrough, and Pavetta versus Fleming. And speaking about Rod, Rod's last appearance was against Detroit, striking out 10. Um, he did very well in that game, but can he be consistent? That is the key thing. Can he be consistent? All right. Um, as far as uh, Patino goes, this is his first start against the Boston Red Sox. And his last appearance, uh, he pitched against Seattle. He pitched five innings, gave up five hips, three, three runs, with a total pitch count of 100. Okay, so I could see that they, that might be in favor of the Boston Red Sox come Tuesday. Then we got Evaldi pitching on Wednesday. Uh, last five starts, the Red Sox have lost all those games, and three of them was credit to Evaldi. And as last appearance, he gave up seven runs against Toronto. Can he make progress and chase things around? Yarbrough. Victorious over the Red Sox in their last meeting when they when the Tampa Bay Rays won nine to five. He pitched five innings, 
give up five runs, struck out four, but it was the Tampa Bay Rays that were batting and just punishing the Red Sox pitchers. And lastly, Pavetta. We are hoping that he will come back the same way that he went against Toronto and pitch another another great game, right? And going against Fleming, Fleming's last appearance, five innings pitched, three runs, struck out seven. He also was victorious over the Red Sox. That's going to be a challenging game, honestly. And here's the look at the standings in the American League East. The Tampa Bay Rays are in first place by four. The Yankees and the Blue Jays have both, including the Rays, won eight of the last 10 games with the Rays winning four straight in a row. But if you look at the run differential, the Blue Jays and the Rays, their bats are swinging, man. They're making things happen. Their pitchers are just on top of their game. And I have confidence. The way the Blue Jays are playing, man, I won't be surprised if they even actually pass the Yankees in the standings. And if the rest of us keep doing what they're doing, they might be closer to the Baltimore Orioles. That's pretty sad, ain't it? Right? If you can look at the last 10 games, they only won two. So something's got to give. But anything can happen between now and all the way to the first weekend of October. But we hopefully we got faith. You know, I do. I'm not giving up on my Boston Red Sox. They're hit, they, they're hitting the slump in the worst kind of way. They'll get the job done. They will. And looking at the wild card, you know, the Red Sox, by percentage, they're underneath the Oakland Athletics. They're tied. And then you see the Yankees two and a half and the Blue Jays three. And do not sleep on the Seattle Mariners. They're winning games too. They're only five and a half. And the Angels are dead. Dead, dead to rights on that one with 56 wins and 56 losses. They're only behind by eight games. So the series is complete with the Toronto Blue Jays. The rest of us don't have to worry about them anymore as they finish with winning the series 10-9. to 9. Uh, But the Blue Jays took five of the last seven meetings. So... Uh, even though they won the series, the Blue Jays had the, has the um, excuse me, they had the last laugh on that one. And once again, focusing on the Rays, the Rays have beaten the Red Sox five straight games, and that's coming from the Red Sox in which they won four in a row. Um, can the Red Sox go ahead and change things around? This is the series to do it, and I've said it all along even by the all-star break, that these are some crucial moments for the Boston Red Sox. It's ride or die here, man, and they're showing their true colors. So let's see what happens in the next three games. We're hoping that they come on on top and that put everybody at ease, especially those Yankee fans that for the first half of the season, they were throwing trash at Boone. They were throwing trash at all those players. And all of a sudden, the Yankees are beating up all the last place teams and actually went one up on the Red Sox, right? And all of a sudden, oh, they're talking about the playoffs. Yeah, Yankees are making a comeback. All I say is relax, right? R-E-L-A-X, like Aaron Rodgers has, has stated with the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. When I'm looking at this right now, and um, here we go. 
three-game series with the Manny Ramirez Red Sox Hall of Fame bobblehead uh, on the 12th. And then we'll face the Orioles for a three-game series. And then we have a three-game series, which is a doubleheader on the 17th with the New York Yankees. So, again, between now and August 18th, will be very crucial to see where the Red Sox will be at. And, again, I think there's going to be high security, especially when we go to Yankee Stadium, uh, with the fans going at it between between the rivalry. Not so much with the players, but the fans are creating this rivalry, uh, as, as we found out in their last meet over there at Yankee Stadium. But uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? Three-game series with the Rays, it's a must series victory for the Red Sox. All right. We got to narrow that down to at least one game. So let's look around the major league baseball to see what else is going on. Right. We have the Chicago White Sox who are just leading the way in the American league central ahead 10 games. It looks like it's going to be a lock for them. They, they're, they're at full speed. I think they'll, they'll be just right to finish in first and, uh, and away for their opponents in the divisional series. In the West, the Astros have won four of the last 10 games. The Oakland A's are now starting to get hot once again as they went. They have won four in a row, winning eight of the last 10 games. In the National League, halfway mark, we had the Mets in first place. Not so much because the Mets are falling down to third place. And the Philadelphia Phillies have won eight straight games. They're the hottest team right now in baseball, right? And you got to look at the manager in the Phillies, man. He knows how to manage the games, and he's doing it right. So, and even that, the Atlanta Braves pretty much look like a better team. They're just not there yet on top of the Phillies. But that's going to be an interesting race going down the stretch. And the Central, the Milwaukee Brewers, who were looking like the White Sox, right? They were just on high high speed alert and everything else but the Cincinnati Reds are making a lot of noise right now. They've won 5 in a row and they shortened the lead to 5 games. And in the National League West, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers 4 games apart, but it just looks like that that race will go all the way to the final days of baseball before we hit the playoffs. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Uh, that is the show. You could also hear me out on your favorite uh, podcast platform, which is Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to. You can also continue to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Hey, at the, at the end of every series, I'm here tuning in and reevaluating the Boston Red Sox and the rest of the Major League Baseball to see where they're at, what they're standing in. I'm getting ready for this playoffs, man. I'm getting ready. I love the drama. It's happening. But there's one concern, man, one concern, and that is COVID-19. You know, COVID-19, it's, 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 it's a virus out there, man, that we can't get away from. You know, we can't force people to get vaccinated. But that pays the price because now it's affecting baseball, right? Players are are, are, are in that COVID-19 list, and we're bringing up players from, from the farm system up. And that does take effect on 
the value of the game because we are hitting crunch time, right? And we want all our players to be healthy. And I just hope that they take this serious enough that they do consider to get vaccinated and everybody else to be vaccinated as well. All right. Let's not be stubborn about this. Let's just make this happen because at the end of the day, we're here about saving lives, not have more casualties. So on behalf of Clover Crest Media, I'm Ovid Muniz. Thank you for watching uh, my show. Thank you for listening in. And don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Take care, everyone. And we'll talk right after the Rays and Red Sox baseball. Thank you so much for listening to Ovi's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For more, visit hhwshow.com.